even the teachers in the schools don't even know what dyslexia is. We have a situation where most of the kids that we interact with go to government schools. From Monolith Media, I'm Selena, and this is Monolith Conversations, a show where we talk to professionals, musicians, artists, and everyday icons about their triumphs, struggles, motivations, and everything in between. Welcome to our philanthropy section. Today we are sitting with Kuziva Chikanda, who will be talking to us about Inspired Tutors. She will tell us what it's about, but I'll give you a brief introduction on dyslexia, which is what we're touching on today. Dyslexia is a reading disorder that is characterized by trouble with reading despite normal intelligence. It affects in various degrees, difficulties in spelling words, reading quickly, writing words, sounding out words, pronouncing words when reading aloud, and understanding when one reads. The usual onset is during school-going age, although when you previously could read and lose your ability to, you become what it's called alexia. Dyslexia is caused by both genetic and environmental factors. Genetically, it presents in a lineage of ADHD. Environmentally, as a result of traumatic brain injury, stroke, or dementia. Basically, dyslexia is a problem within the brain's language processing section. So, Kuziva, this is where you come in. Tell us about your organization. Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> so, I, I work in an organization called Inspired Tutors. We are an organization that offers tutoring services to institutionalized children and also psychosocial support. Okay. In English, please, really break it down for us. Because okay. <laughs> so, originally, the original idea was to get into institutions and help them with homework. But okay. when we got there, we realized, oh my gosh, these children can't even read. But mm. then we started researching and then we figured it out. They had learning problems. Ah, I see. Yes. Tell us how misunderstood dyslexia is because you had to figure it out. Yeah. So that means probably the day-to-day -day person that really doesn't sit down and think about it wouldn't figure it out. Tell me how misunderstood is it in our community? It is misunderstood by a lot of people. Even the teachers in the schools don't even know what dyslexia is. We mm. have a situation where most of the kids that we interact with go to government schools. And mm -hmm. these teachers, at the mere sign of a problem with the child, they just send them to special class. They don't even assess they don't even they don't even have in-house educational psychologists it's a few schools in in zimbabwe private schools that have educational psychologists so to them it's either the child is lazy or stupid that's it oh that is pretty daunting it is yeah you've been working on the front lines with pupils and families affected by this problem how widespread would you say dyslexia is it is widespread and the daunting thing is people don't actually know that some of their children are dyslexic hmm I see do you think our educational system is 
equipped to deal with this sort of problem? Because I hear you mentioned that um, only private schools have these psychologists that mm -hmm. look into children and investigate these. So are you saying that the public schools in the country are not equipped to deal with this? They are not at all, because if we compare Cambridge and Zimsic, right now Cambridge does allow for kids to have scribes, to have readers, to have writers, whilst oh. Zimsic doesn't even know, doesn't even allow for extra time, because a dyslexic child, after being assessed, can be given extra time in an exam. Okay. But for government schools, they haven't even acknowledged that, that there's a problem. there is a problem. They are mm. children with learning problems. Some call them learning disabilities, but I wouldn't call them disabilities because it's also something that you can, you can actually help a child mm -hmm. and a child can be an independent learner, even though they have learning differences. Okay. Um, just from your experience, and you're talking to me, a parent that probably has a dyslexic child that I don't know of. Mm -hmm. What would you say are the biggest pointers so that, you know, for the people listening, you know, we might speak scientifically, but it will go over their heads. From your experience, what do you say this is a pointer? Mm -hmm. Number one side, if your child doesn't like reading, look into it. Because mm -hmm. probably they don't like reading because they can't read it. Ah. So a lot of people think reading comes naturally, but it doesn't. And like mm -hmm. language, our brain is actually wired to learn language automatically but mm -hmm. reading you ha actually have to learn how to read mm -hmm. second characteristic if your child is having spelling issues okay. writing issues if they cannot sound out letters like b confusing b and d confusing i and e ah i see p's okay. and q's that is a huge sign mm -hmm. that your child might be dyslexic Okay, so those two, you would say they're the main pointers. Yeah. Okay. Volunteers make up the ranks of your organizations. What do you have to say to someone who's listening and they want to join in and help or they just want to know more? If you want to join us, um, you can look us up on social media pages, Inspire Tutors. We'll send you an application form, just hit us up, and then we'll call you in for an interview. Mm -hmm. So the requirements are a minimum of five O-levels. And then if you have an A-level, that's a bonus. We do like people with degrees as well. <laughs> <laughs> just to put it out there. Just to put it out there. <laughs> and um, you have to be energetic. You have to be a person that is patient because we're working mm -hmm. with kids. And we're working with kids who also have their own emotional baggage as well. So you have to be patient. But yeah, it is very easy. It's very chilled and very informal. And it's fun. I'm glad you brought the fun aspect of things because, um, like you said, these children have an emotional baggage. baggage that they come with to the table, maybe because they've been bullied at school for not being yes. able to read. Mm -hmm. Or maybe the teacher themselves are making them feel... A certain way, you know. Definitely. So, what do you guys do to put fun into these young children that are disturbed by? Their so, problem? our tutoring lessons, we don't do it in such a way where we are the teacher and you are the student. It's mm -hmm. more of a mediating thing. We give room 
for the child to teach themselves, if that makes sense. So okay. we, we're very creative. We're very creative. We just don't do maths. Oh yeah, we're going to do maths. No, we have different techniques because we also do educational therapy. So mm-hmm. we have techniques where we actually use real things like puzzles to actually solve a math problem, not to just say, okay, so today we're going to do multiplication. No, Mm -hmm. we don't put it out there like that, but we bring real life things into the classroom and they have to figure it out. And then after the lesson, you'll be like, oh, so we're done with maths. And they'll be like, really? (laughs) (laughs) So it's something like that. And we also have kids club. Kids club is a place where they just have fun, but we do put in the education here and there so that, they're having fun, but they're not really thinking that they're learning. They're just thinking, oh, I'm having fun. Uh-huh. But they're actually learning. That is pretty awesome. Why did you identify yourself with this project? So I love children. I've always loved children. I don't know. Kids love me, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> and I do love to help. So when I saw that there was such an opportunity, I just jumped on it because I needed it in my life at that time. So I was going through personal stuff at at that time. I was depressed and I thought about it. I was like, oh, this could be a good opportunity. I actually, I'm just sitting at home. Let me just go and chill with the kids for like an hour or two. Little dino that I was actually like going to be hooked. And then, (laughs) you know, those little kids, like it was the first time that one of the kids actually wrote a letter and said, thank you, auntie, and I love you. It was like the most fulfilling thing ever. Was this kid a boy? No, it was a girl. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, do you know, they're rough days. Like, yeah. they're days where I'm just down, and I'm like, no. Because, huh? Like, There's this kid that loves you. So many kids will think you're awesome. Like, yeah. so, <laughs> wake up. By the way, this. I think you're awesome after hearing all of this. <laughs> oh, thank you. How long um, have you been volunteering at inspire tutors so uh, i've been volunteering for almost 21 months yeah so almost two years so yeah and you've been counting yeah so yeah (laughs) we talk about it so uh we were saying 20 months last month so i just kind of was like yeah 21 (laughs) okay because that was real quick yeah (laughs) so what are the lessons that you've learned in this journey wow first of all to be grateful to be thankful of the life that I have because I know there are children out there who crave for a home that I have, you know, Mm -hmm. and also there are bigger things out there than we cry and we stress over small things, but there are bigger bigger problems out there. Also to be patient. Yeah, I have been tested so many times. (laughs) But I think I'm getting there. Like, yeah, you have to be patient in life. And I think also my biggest lesson is always help. No matter how little you think you're helping, it's making a difference. And there's this quote that says, let's help not because we want to, but because we know how it feels to lack. And yeah, so I get that on so many mm. levels and I can relate with these kids on so many levels because some of them are orphans and I lost my parents like when I was 22, 23 but still I could feel you know mm. the effects and these kids are young they don't even know so I can relate to them on that level and I I had a tough time mm-hmm. but I was an adult just imagine you're a kid so if I can help 
or make their life easier or better in like, some way in some way that would be amazing yeah. Well, you're doing that already, and a pat on the back on for 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 doing oh, that. Thank you. <laughs> so tell us uh, a bit about yourself. I want to know professionally and also outside of the box. Tell us about yourself. So yeah, uh, professionally, I'm an educational therapist. Actually, I didn't expect this to happen, but yeah, I am. So I. Originally, I studied sociology and then monitoring and evaluation. I actually thought I was going to be some researcher, you know, mm. up there in the Bundu doing uh, <laughs> anthropology work. But oh well, life has a funny way of actually just, you know, leading you yeah. to, to the path that you're exactly. meant to go. And then I didn't expect this. So it's only this year that I got certified. Yay. Yay. So. I do help. My passion now is helping children with learning differences. So I do have clients, private clients, that I um, help out. It's sad that it's only private school children who are only accessible to this type of help because mm. they're the ones who acknowledge it, their schools. But if you do go to government schools, then that's a whole another story. So yeah, my hope is for the government to actually catch up so that we can help more kids and yeah so my main aim in life is to help children become independent learners that's it okay so from a social perspective tell us about yourself oh socially <laughs> well i love going to the movies yeah i love movies i love music you know i love dancing and i do enjoy going out with friends and just chilling I'm a very chilled person. I don't like crowds. Well, yeah, I really do crowds. But I just enjoy, you know, taking the time out. Just, yeah, zoning out. Unplugging, I guess. Not the literal unplugged, but yeah. <laughs> unplugging. Just unplugging from life. Just unplugging, yeah. Okay. When you sit on the sofa, do you put your legs up on the sofa or on the ground? On the ground. What does this say about you as a person? I'm afraid of my mom. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very good one. And on that note, I would like to thank you for allowing me to interview you and to hear about what you're doing. So for the next coming two months, we will do follow-up interviews where we will be asking you what can we do, what's the problem right now? Mm -hmm. And in the third part, um, how can we help the problem and to also do a follow-up to see if the problem has been somewhat fixed if mm -hmm. not completely fixed but you know at least has something been done to address these issues that we've given an introduction to so thank you so much kuziwa and i hope thank you had you a great time me. i did i had fun you are actually a lot more human than you look yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much thank and um watch the space monolith is hosted by selena if you're enjoying the show leave us a review and tell your friends. Don't keep it a secret. Help others discover Zimbabwe's everyday icons. And as always, thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on social media.